This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, March 31st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. VA stoke opposition. USDA report gauges war impact. And shipping bill hotlined again. Now here's a programming note. Daybreak West will give pause tomorrow, April 1st, to honor Cesar Chavez Day. Daybreak West will return on Monday. Can VAs move past environmental opposition? Environmental groups are already lining up against Governor Newsom's plan for voluntary agreements in the Delta. Some of the more vocal groups that have long opposed the process have voiced their opposition. More is certain to come as the plan goes through a public review process with the State Water Board, which is expected to begin next winter. Doug Obagi, a policy advocate for the Natural Resources Defense Council, said the amount of freshwater flows dedicated to the environment are just half of what they should be and argued environmental groups were left out of the process. Barbara Berrigan-Perilla, the executive director of Restore the Delta, was skeptical that this, quote, agreement to agree will amount to any new plans. She charged that releasing it the same time as environmental report on the Delta Tunnel Project is jamming environmental justice communities with too many planning actions to review. Drought mismanagement, she said, cannot be fixed by the elite few working in a backroom deal with the governor's office. Farm groups are lukewarm to the plan as well. California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson called for more negotiations to further refine the term sheet, quote, to reach a truly comprehensive solution. Our farmers and ranchers need alternatives to flow-centric Bay Delta policies that still fall short in safeguarding our environment and protecting California's economy, according to Johansson. Keep in mind, completing voluntary agreements would fulfill a pledge Newsom made in his first weeks in office and a time when he's looking to secure more Central Valley swing votes in the fall election. Pressure is also mounting on Newsom to take more aggressive action to re- in response to the drought. Many have been calling on Newsom to issue mandatory restrictions on residential water use, as then-Governor Jerry Brown had done during the previous drought. Lawmaker pulls vaccine mandate. Assemblymember Buffy Wicks of Oakland has shelved a measure that would have required all workers and independent contractors to be vaccinated against COVID-19. The bill was set for its first committee debate yesterday. It had already gained a long list of opponents, including several farm and business groups, and the attention of a group of truckers opposing vaccine mandates. The People's Convoy drove from California to Washington, D.C. earlier this month, now plans to return to the Golden State to protest 10 bills. Wicks said with a new chapter in the pandemic unfolding, she's more open to working with labor groups and employers to take a different approach than a mandate. USDA report to show how farmers are responding to war. USDA today will release its annual survey of farmer planning intentions, which will be the department's really first good reading on how much farmers will shift their crop mix as a result of the Ukrainian war and soaring costs of fertilizer and other inputs. 
Rich Nelson, chief strategist at Allendale, says the prospective planning's report today is not likely to show any dramatic shifts in acreage between corn and soybeans and wheat because demand is strong for all three crops. Allendale's estimating farmers will plant a million fewer acres of corn this year, two million more acres of soybeans. Soaring prices for vegetable oils and fertilizer would ordinarily pull a significant number of acres into soybeans, but prices for wheat and corn are also strong, he noted. By the way, pork industry analyst Joseph Kern says U.S. hog producers have received a, quote, net positive from the war in Ukraine due to the increased hog price. That's more than covering higher input costs. Even if those costs double this year, producers will make more than $185 a hog. He said this yesterday on a pork checkoff webinar. Shipping bill modified as senators seek quick passage. Senate leaders are continuing to work toward an expedited vote on the Ocean Shipping Reform Act. Senate GOP Whip John Thune, a co-sponsor of the bill, said the leadership was uh, hotlining the bill for a second time to gauge support for the measure after some modifications were made. South Dakota Republican did not specify the changes. Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow told AgriPulse the bill could potentially pass the Senate by unanimous consent. The measure, which the House would still have to approve before it could go to President Biden, is intended to force ocean carriers to accept more U.S. exports and to reduce shipping rates. Bird flu limiting Easter egg supplies. At least 11 million laying hens have been lost so far to avian flu. And that's further squeezing egg supplies heading into Easter, according to an analysis by CoBank, which serves farmer cooperatives and other agribusinesses, as well as rural public utilities. The latest USDA weekly report on shell egg demand shows there are about five days of inventory, which normally suggest a tight but not alarming, alarmingly tight supply. However, it does not appear that supplies will be able to accommodate the reduction in layers as a result of HPAI outbreaks, especially at a regional level, the report says. The industry was disrupted significantly by the pandemic, and the national flock has been shrinking during the transition to cage-free housing. The report says it's hard to total the expected losses from the highly pathogenic avian influenza because USDA is reporting new cases almost daily. Ty, looking for a strategy on Canadian dairy quotas. There's been no improvement in U.S. dairy access to the Canadian market, U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Ty told the House Ways and Means Committee yesterday. She stressed that she wants to work with Congress and the U.S. dairy industry on a strategy, quote, for where we go next in confronting Canada. Canada earlier this month released its proposal on how it would change its tariff rate quotas for U.S. dairy. That followed a USMCA panel ruling in favor of the U.S. after it charged the Canadian government with manipulating the quotas. U.S. industry widely panned the Canadian proposal, the Biden administration did not respond publicly. There is a clear understanding on our side that dairy market access would be improved under the USMCA, Ty said. We have not seen that. And so far, from a USDA, USTR perspective, we will not give up. We'll continue to work with our stakeholders. EPA seeks members for its Farm Advisory Committee. 
EPA is looking for members uh, for its Farm, Ranch, and Rural Communities Federal Advisory Committee, which advises the agency on environmental issues associated with agriculture. The committee recently received a new charge from EPA Administrator Michael Regan, quote, to focus on advancing climate change mitigation and adaptation strategies for U.S. agriculture, the agency said, and asking for nominations by May 16th. Members may represent farmers, ranchers, and rural communities, allied industry, including farm groups, rural suppliers, marketers and processors, academia and researchers, state, local, and tribal government, and non-governmental organizations. Finally, here's today's He Said It. But this is only a first step. We must invest state and federal dollars to increase our water efficiency and supply. That Representative Jim Costa on the Voluntary Agreements Plan. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, March 31st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.